Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <coughs> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled my mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you are to him. We're this. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. It's funny, the night before, before I started doing prep, I was thinking to myself, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of tech news that happened this week, right? Right? I don't know what I was thinking at that point. We have all the Samsung news, and Samsung clearly doubling down on saying, we are worth more than Apple. To which the rest of the world is just going. <laughs> no. And then, of course, everything with TikTok. Huge developments when it comes to TikTok. Anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying we have a lot to cover today. We're going to start, though, with Disney just straight up deciding that theaters are... Well, I, I don't know if they've basically just said straight up that theaters are dead to them, but their actions sure say theaters are dead to them. The new live-action Mulan movie... Is now available for the first time. This is the first time it's been available now. Only on Disney Plus. And it's also the pricing scheme that Disney has chosen for this. Really does show just how much they don't care about how skinny and how tight your belt is tightened. So Disney Plus already has a fee associated with it, right? You already have to pay, what is it, $10 a month for Disney Plus? Hopefully this article actually mentions what the monthly fee is for it. Uh, Nope, I do not see off... Right, right off the bat, this article covering it. Thanks, Verge. You had one job. And you didn't do it. Good job. So there's already a monthly fee associated with, with Disney+. Plus, and I'm 80% positive that it's like 10 bucks. But if you want to see the film... You need to pony up an additional $30 to watch it 
on the streaming service. So not only do you not have a physical copy of it that you can do with as you see fit for $30, which is already, by the way, roughly three times the cost, or at least double the cost of a Blu-ray disc of it. But you can only watch it on a streaming service you already pay a monthly fee for it. What the heck? How much is it to go see a movie in theaters? It's like what? 10 bucks? Plus however much you went ahead and spent on overpriced popcorn, drink, and candy? Heck, for 30 bucks, you could, you and your significant other could go see it, share a king-size popcorn, and get two drinks. Alright, that might be a little more than 30. But still, you get my point. Actually, it should be, we should actually price it against $40. Because you're already paying 10 for the service! Folks, if you were concerned that uh, the death of movie theaters was going to be a good thing, Disney wants to assure you that no, it's not. I'm I'm not going to lie. If other places go ahead and follow this this kind of maneuver I'm going to be very very disappointed the other fascinating thing here with Disney Plus and the potential death of the movie theaters is what does it mean legally one thing that actually just very very recently and only those here in the Twitch chat here watching me live at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon would even know just how recently This little gem crossed my desk. It's in regard to a legal decision made back in 1950, I'm sorry, 1938, called the Paramount Consent Decree. This is what said that film companies cannot own their own method of distribution. But if film companies and studios can't own distribution, how do Hulu and HBO's and and the Disney Pluses exist? It's a very good question, actually, isn't it? There already is, however, maneuvers in the courts right now, like one decision that just came down in the... Let me make sure I have the actual court section correct. The Southern District of New York federal court that just came down on Friday this seems to be instigated by the um, the antitrust division of the US Justice Department in regards to tearing up this outdated decree so that we can move forward with more modern methods 
Oh, I'm sorry. 1948. I read the wrong the wrong year for when the Paramount Consent Decree first came out. You have to forgive me. This literally crossed my desk. What? Two minutes ago? Three minutes ago? Literally as hot as it gets. But I digress. So there's already the wheels are turning to try and allow these streaming services that already exist to continue existing. Here's the last thing I'll say on the matter. When it comes to films and movies, look, I get it. It is not cheap to make a movie. We kind of get numb when we hear a $200 million movie or, or, a, or a $400 million budget or whatever other, other astronomically enormous number goes to a lot of the major blockbuster movies of our time. Movies aren't cheap. We get it. But to go ahead and say, hey, by the way, it's $10 at the door just to get into the park and then another 30 to go see the film. That really does start making you wonder. Ow. Why? Why is it that much? And then is it worth it? It especially just seems very bizarre when you consider how much a DVD costs, how much a Blu-ray costs. Heck, how much viewing it on YouTube costs. Just a thought to keep in mind. All right, let's shift gears radically over to the... um. The saga that is TikTok. Now, I feel like I need to constantly say this. I'm not a fan of TikTok. I'm not. I have never liked the way that TikTok has constantly, underlined constantly, flooded my Twitter feed with every single obnoxious low-quality ad that has existed ever since it's been called Music.ly. Especially their claim of we have such great content creators and then producing hot garbage content. So I've always had a bias against TikTok. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this quite a few times. But needless to say, they are front and center when it comes to tech news in the year 2020. First off, they have updated their policy so that it will ban deepfakes. 
First off, can I say, after looking at the effort it takes to make a good deep fake, I'm kind of impressed. I'm not <laughs> like you. You learn what it takes to do a lot of these sort of effects, like making a making an actual deep fake. It, it's a, it's impressive the amount of work that goes into it. But they are also going to be expanding their their fact checking and flagging election misinformation. Yeah, because if there's one government, one sort of entity I love to do fact checks and flagging what's misinformation, it's the Chinese. Yeah, I trust that to be 100% dead on honest. Not that it mattered because literally one day later, all those threats about... uh about saying the U.S. was going to ban TikTok, well, it's been done. The executive branch has signed an executive order placing a ban on any U.S. company doing financial transactions with TikTok and WeChat that will go into effect 45 days from the signing of the order. Now, let's, uh, I'm going to do my best to try and cover this in a way that is not political. And that, my friends, is going to be extremely difficult. So bear with me here for a second. First off, I'm kind of surprised WeChat was included in this. I'll fully admit, I don't use either app. And WeChat really is just kind of one of those messaging apps that just like it occasionally just comes up it's like oh yeah WeChat that exists I haven't really heard any major security vulnerabilities with WeChat that doesn't mean they don't exist mind you it's just not, it's not something that's crossed my radar TikTok on the other hand it's kind of funny how one little freaking Apple software beta caused all this. You notice that? Ever since the new iOS beta came out and it was revealed that that the TikTok app was doing all this funky business as far as scanning your phone for every bit of data it could. That's what sparked all of this. That in itself is absolutely fascinating to me. It also makes me wonder, since we're going to these extreme lengths... What else? Because I guarantee you, there has been a lot of investigation into 
TikTok, and ByteDance before such orders have been signed. I mean, for crying out loud, it's been two months since it was made known that these security vulnerabilities were going on. Now, I guarantee you, it's going to be longer than 45 days. Because the first thing that China's going to do, if it hasn't already, is going to be trying to battle. <laughs> it's going to be ta- taking the executive branch to court. It's going to happen. What the end result is... I don't know. I have no idea if such an order can be done. I know in this case it's not an official ban. I don't think the executive branch has the authority to do a straight up ban. That's why it's phrased in the way that no financial transactions can take place between these two companies. That's the way the, the the order is phrased. It's specifically probably because that's all they have the authority to do. But I guarantee you, it's going to go to court. It's going to be long drawn out. And if you're hoping that next week you wouldn't hear the word TikTok, I got bad news for you. It's going to happen. I guarantee you, it's going to happen. Now, that being said... You know, Microsoft still looking to buy the U.S. division of TikTok. In fact, there's words that Microsoft's looking to buy a bit more than just the U.S. division of TikTok. They're looking to buy the whole bloody thing. Yeah, well, uh, China was not too thrilled with that. In fact... They called Microsoft's inquiry in buying the U.S. division of TikTok. And granted, I want to be clear, this actually came out before the ban was issued. China called Microsoft's inquiry of it a theft of TikTok. Again, I'm not trying to get per- I'm not trying to get political here, but uh you you seem a little bothered, China, about the whole potential purchasing of TikTok. Could you imagine if if like I went to I'm I'm trying to think of a good example here. I can't actually think of a good example because any example I could come up with would just seem out of place. It'd be, be like going it'd be like going to like an, another another laundromat and saying, "Hey, how much for your washer?" and then like swatting me out out the door and calling me a thief. And you, you know what? That would actually be valid. That would be valid. I really can't think of a good good analogy for this. Needless to say, it is going to be suspicious. 
it is suspicious that China's taking this so defensively, to say the least. Now, like I said last week, or in an early bird briefing, I can't remember which, Microsoft buying TikTok, um, I'm not going to lie, Microsoft, you don't exactly have the best track record when it comes to owning trendy stuff for the kids. I mean, there was Mixer, which you then killed. There was that terrible chat bot that uh, 4chan turned racist on you. And you just couldn't get that under control for whatever reason. God, what else? Who who else can name a success that Microsoft has had with the kids outside of Xbox? Minecraft. I suppose someone in chat said, said Minecraft. I guess Microsoft really hasn't uh, messed up Minecraft too badly yet. Granted, the uh, the private server section of Minecraft seems to be all but dead. It seems to be limping along and doesn't seem a whole lot of hope of getting updates, which is kind of sad. Uh, but needless to say, the TikTok saga continues, and I, for one, am just going to go pop some popcorn and just enjoy the show as as this thing unfolds. Mm, it's good popcorn. Because, man... Whether TikTok is banned or not, I could care less. Now, some people are saying, though, that the uh, the WeChat ban, that's going to be affecting a whole lot more. Like, it could be affecting Spotify. It could be affecting League of Le- Legends. And uh, I'm, I'm going to ask why. Like, no, really, why? Well, here's the reason. WeChat is owned by this obscure company we all love. Just kidding. We we hate this company. It is owned by the company Tencent. You know, the company in charge of all those wonderful, totally functional, definitely not half-baked gotcha games, but that are made for your phone. Yeah. The company that killed Diablo. Like, let's be honest. The best thing that Tencent has ever made was the Diablo Immortal announcement. That's it. Just the announcement and the two great memes that have come out of it. Don't you guys have phones? That is the best thing that Tencent has ever produced. 
prove me wrong. So the theory is that with the ban of WeChat, other things made by Tencent would get banned. And this could affect things made by Snap, Blizzard, Spotify. I didn't know that Tencent had an ownership in Spotify. That's going to make me kind of... It makes me kind of worried about Spotify. Wait a minute, I'm on Spotify. If I if I disappear one day, you know what happened. All right, getting getting on a more serious note. I think lastly before I move on from the TikTok topic is that I do have one last article here that said that uh like I said about how TikTok was not going to take this line down. I do, in fact, have an article here in my notes to remind me that TikTok said, yes, it it is not going to take this line down. It is shocked by Trump's order and will, quote, fight back. Well, that'll be fun to see how that goes. In the meantime, Microsoft's going to continue talking about it. Microsoft hopes to have this deal finished by September 15th to buy a chunk of TikTok, if not all of TikTok. All right, all right. Bold prediction time. Bold prediction time. ByteDance will not sell TikTok. I am willing to bet, based on the way the Chinese government is reacting, and granted, the Chinese government overreacts on this sort of stuff a lot. But I got a feeling that there's going to be a nudge-nudge from China against ByteDance to fight back. The deal with Microsoft is going to fall through. And there and uh, this cold war that is very quickly developing between the US and China grows more. I'd make a few other predictions, but I'm a lot less com- comfortable mentioning them and also less sure of their existence that being said though if you're looking for if you're looking for some tiktok like action but not being china related don't worry you can instead have facebook spy on you you with the brand new instagram reels Now you too can do terrible music videos and post them up on Instagram Reels, which is supposed to be just like TikTok. Except instead of China spying on you, it's Facebook. Yay! That's so much better, right? I mean, realistically though, 
At least with Facebook stealing my data instead of ByteDance, I know I'll get that information back when that data leaks out to the entire world. I'm just saying Facebook is a ter- it does a terrible unlo- underlined terrible job of keeping track of the data they steal. Oh, and before we take our break, I want to talk about a story that uh, we've mentioned. And in fact, a common chatter on our Twitch chat when it comes when we've been recording the podcast has been mentioning and only now has mainstream tech media actually decided to take notice. And the headline says it all. As to why, why now it's being talked about. Big YouTube accounts are being plagued by hackers promoting Bitcoin scams resembling the hack that compromised Twitter. Slow freaking clap. Good job. You only took notice of this nonsense that's been going on for a couple of years now. Because one guy went, that looks kind of like the stuff that happened on the Twitters. You're a genius. You're a freaking genius chat is telling me that i need to just cave in and get a slow clap button (sighs) all right let's get a couple things out of the way the hacks that have been going on on youtube are almost nothing like the one that happened on twitter The one that happened on Twitter, for starters, that was actually a quote-unquote local hack. That happened within the nation. It was perpetrated by the ever-elusive Florida boy. And that was done by taking control of a master admin account of Twitter. The ones affecting YouTube, on the other hand is breaking into individual accounts that have had weak security. And the best part about the ones on YouTube, YouTube has done nothing about these sort of things. A lot of the YouTubers that have had their accounts stolen by these kind of scammers and then their accounts are used to broadcast live to do this sort of thing. YouTube does little to nothing to stop it. And these sort of these sort of streams go on for days before action is finally taken against them. It is shocking how long these attacks have been going on and how little 
Google slash Alphabet, whatever you want to call them today, have been doing to fight against them. Well, here's the best part. Now that tech media is finally actually talking about it, you know what YouTube has done to help stop it? You want to know what YouTube has done? You can actually, you, any of you who have a YouTube account can go see what YouTube has done about it. Go to your YouTube studio. You will notice at the very top in your YouTube creator studio, and I get that almost none of you have ever gone there before. At the very top, you know what it'll say? You should enable two-factor authentication. Slow freaking clap. Good job, Google. Good job. We're going to take a break here when we come back. I have Intel news. I have Apple news. And I have a whole lot of Samsung news. boy modern leaders it's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence it's more than their intelligence that we admire what truly matters is their humanity just like modern leaders the ls is human at heart every aspect of the lexus ls is crafted around you engineered to a higher standard the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Fun fact for you. The uh, Twitter hacker was previously caught stealing bitcoins before and apparently was doing it through minecraft florida boy started by stealing cryptocurrency in minecraft and then moved on to doing it through twitter clearly minecraft is a gateway drug Yep, that's how that works. All right, let's shift gears to another bit, bit of uh, another bit, bit of wackiness. Intel has had a major leak because if there's one company that is the punching bag for all of tech, it's Intel. Twenty gigabytes of source code schematics documentation specifications 
that were previously confidential or partners only have spilled out on to the web. You know what I can't wait for? I cannot wait for even more stupid, crazy, wacky, meltdowny exploits being found in this. And then causing my wonderful quad-core Xeons to basically patch into oblivion. Oh, hey, speaking of which, we actually just, just someone in the chat just provided me an art article for a security vulnerability that was just found in the leak. And it has a, and just like every other wonderful, fantastic Intel vulnerability, it has a cool name. It's called Foreshadow. Wonderful. Yet more freaking vulnerabilities. You know what's even worse though? An exclusive through AdoredTV.com saying that the Intel Z graphics may in fact get the axe after just coming out. (sighs) This is why we can't have nice things. So, pretty much, Intel Z, if you're unaware, is the project for Intel to make very good integrated graphic cards, and then on top of that, turn these integrated graphic cards into discrete graphic cards. We've been speculating for a while that these graphic cards could try to compete with Team Red and Team Green. I was about to say Team Blue, because every other time I've been hearing Team Red, Team Red has been followed by Team Blue because of the CPU races. So that's kind of disheartening, although it's not too surprising. I mean, there's been plenty of times when Intel has tried to make a discrete GPU and the project gets axed. Shortly afterwards. Well. We'll see if it turns out to be true or not. Not gonna lie. I'll be very sad. If we get like. A really good. Really impressive. Intel GPU. That's actually just like. Wow. This is actually really good. And then it's never to be seen again. We're not going to have to wait too long, though, to hear about new stuff out of Intel. We are expecting to hear about the new Tiger Lake architecture from Intel. This actually does feature, if I understand correctly, the new Z architecture. That's their GPUs we were just talking about. 
And this may also include the big little CPU architecture that's been rumored for a while. And even more importantly, this could quite possibly be... Oh, actually, it won't possibly be... It will be... 10 nanometer. Oh, my lord. Intel can do it! Despite the fact the rest of the world is on 7 nanometer, bordering on 5 nanometer. But Intel can do it! They can finally... Get over their own hurdle and break out of 13 nanometers. We should be getting a presentation August 13th with a launch on September 2nd. Assuming that this whole launch isn't affected by the dreaded 2020. Speaking of Intel, though, Apple has released new Intel-based iMacs. Yes, for the low, low price of who cares dollars, you too can enjoy one of these beautiful 27-inch iMacs. Don't confuse yourself and believe the other headlines that said all the iMacs were updated because the 21 inches were not. And you can enjoy between 6 and 10 cores of Intel 10th generation Intel CPUs that are already obsolete because Apple has declared that all Intel CPUs will be purged out of existence from Apple. Oh, there's the starting price, $1,800. Yay. Actually, you know what the real surprising thing is? The Macs have upgradable RAM. I know, right? Someone at Apple got fired because the RAM is not soldered onto the board. That is shocking. The GPUs have also been upgraded with the wonderful Radeon Pro 5300, a GPU so low end you can't even get a discrete GPU, you can't even get a discrete card of it. And the highest end model having a Radeon Pro 5500, configurable up to a 5700. Oh boy! Whereas in the PC market, you could get, you know, an NVIDIA card, which almost everyone is going to end up being better. Mostly because the current AMD Navi GPUs, although good, it, it's there's not an AMD option that beats a 2070. They're just isn't I'm just saying for $2,300 I'd rather have a GPU that actually performs sorry and again not that it matters cause you're gonna get this blasted thing you're gonna get this iMac and you know, you know, you're, you're only going to get two, three years of support out of it, max.
the transition is already in place. Apple ARM chips are going to replace the Intel ones. So the thing's days are already numbered, and it's only just existed! Meanwhile, over at the Apple App Store side of things, Apple has confirmed... Wow, that took a while for that article to load. Apple has confirmed that... uh, you will not be able to play game streaming services on iOS devices. Now, Apple does have a pretty good point because Apple goes ahead and curates their own games quite heavily on the iOS platform. Yes, they want to make sure that all games on the iOS platform are to Apple's standards. They want to make sure that everything is very kid-friendly and there's no risk of any children seeing any of the boobies or anything of that nature on an iOS platform. They want to make sure everything is clean. And by allowing game services like xCloud or Google Stadia, they can make sure that that this sort of content does not... Shanghai its way in or shoehorn in in any sort of way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's the the correct reason. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I believe it. I believe that is the reason. And definitely not because, um, definitely not because Apple has their own cloud game streaming platform on iOS called Apple Arcade and doesn't want the competition there. Yep, that that's the reason. Mhm. I mean honestly, I mean real talk honestly, all kidding aside, the reason probably is a mix of both. I believe Apple is so egotistical that Apple is so controlling that they would want to make sure they have absolute control on any platform like xCloud or Stadia. I believe they are that freaking micromanagey that they want that. And I also believe they don't want the com- the competition for their own streaming platform, which, by the way, can we just talk for a minute about how Apple clearly doesn't know what the word cloud means. Has anyone else noticed that? Apple just can never seem to understand what that word means. Apple Arcade, their so-called cloud gaming service... You download the game onto the device and play it from there. None of the compute happens on the remote server. Their cloud storage as well, their iCloud accounts, is also more of a syncing feature than it is actually using any sort of real cloud storage that we know ourselves. Heck, me having a video editing server in the other room is more cloud-like than most of what Apple does. 
just got a feeling that Apple just doesn't understand what cloud computing actually is. In any case, it does boil down to if you want to play xCloud or Google Stadia, uh, you need to go get an Android phone. I have some recommendations later on this episode. But speaking of gaming, apparently there's a patent out there that says there might in fact be a PlayStation 5 out there with multiple SOCs. But why does a game console want socks? It doesn't have feet. SOCs, systems on a chip. It's basically the processor that has both a CPU and a GPU in it. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what it could mean. What could multiple SOCs on a, on a game console like the PS5 actually stand for? This could hint more likely at either A better backwards compatibility having the actual PS4 SOC inside it so I can just use that instead of emulating the lower end hardware or using a or using a different framework you you know what I mean or it could lean at a PS5 Pro already Uh, I mean, it could mean a whole lot of things. It also could mean nothing. How many times do we see patents filed that turn out to be nothing? Hey, remember the iPhone with a projector built into it? Yeah, that definitely happened. Ooh, or how about the Apple VR headset? That also had a projector on it that that projected what was on the VR headset under the wall. Oh man, remember that from four years ago? Man, good times. I swear, the number of patents that come out that become real things versus the ones that don't, it's like 20 to 1. We'll see, though, because it's not like Sony is known for filing bad patents, unlike Apple, who is a professional at patent trolling. Oh, boy. And, of course, the question does come up in chat. How much would the PS5 be able to handle? And, of course, the question does have to be answered with Nobody knows. Ooh, nobody knows. Nobody will ever know. 
Now, that being said, there is a bit of annoying news. If you were hoping to get the Marvel's Avengers game that was going to be coming out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, and you wanted Spider-Man, I got bad news for you, people who aren't me. It is an exclusive to the PlayStation. Yeah! Yay! Console exclusive characters. I love it, TM. I'm more annoyed about it than anything. I mean, personally, I could care less because I didn't plan on playing the game in the first place. But, you know, it is what it is. What I am more annoyed with is that Sony did get our hopes up by saying, don't worry. You see your PlayStation 4 controller that you have mixed feelings about? Well, you can use it with your PS5. Just not for PlayStation 5 games. Why? I actually had to think about this for a minute. I understood why. You couldn't use a PS3 controller to play PS4 games. It's because of this touchpad, right? But what in the PS5 controller is so much more different than the PS4 controller besides looking like it was designed by the Alienware team? I mean, personally, I I could care less. The whole concept of using your previous controllers with current-gen stuff is just kind of, oh, that's cute. But realistically, it, like, never happens. The only example I could think of is either the Xbox, which refuses to change its design for controllers ever because they feel they've perfected it, And, like, the GameCube controllers being able to work with the Wii. Can anyone else think of an example? No, the PC is not an example of that. Let's just get that out of the way now. Honestly, the people making a big deal out of this, I think, is just kind of just deal with it someone in chat says that that it's because of the bigger touchpad and it's which then gives a higher resolution and then of course the ps5 api will most likely not normalize the touch position yeah probably oh the ps1 controllers did work on the ps2 all right you got me there you got me there I actually do recall that being a thing.
Yeah, everyone re- everyone remembers the, the, the great workings of every single PC controller working with PC2. Yes, exactly, chat. That, 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 ever, who, who can forget that, man? Oh, yeah, by the way, um, uh, Microsoft did take the, the moment on the Xbox UK Twitter feed to say, don't worry, the Xbox Series X is backwards compatible with all the Xbox One controllers. Because they've basically changed absolutely nothing between the two controllers. Bravo. Bravo. Bravo, Xbox. You you did it. You you made compatible the exact same controller with everyone else. We're going to take a break here when we come back. Samsung. That's all you need to know. Just Samsung. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. How did I end up here? Legitimate question. Welcome back. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. For whatever reason, Samsung has decided to make a gaming bundle for both the new Note 20, which we'll get to in a second, and the new Tab S7. That'll include three free months of Xbox Game Pass. Keep in mind that it will only be for xCloud on those devices. Which means that any of the extra horsepower they've been toting on these devices are going to be meaningless because all the computers going to be done in the cloud. Anyway, this seems to be... I sw- This is going to be the big, big, big hard push in 2021. Cloud gaming on phones. We've been seeing it kind of creep in stronger and stronger and stronger. I think next year it's going to be coming in earnest. And I'm willing to bet there's going to be a fan base that's going to be created. Don't doubt me on this. That's going to look at the console peasants and even more so at... You PC peasants who who just look at this so archaically. It's all about enjoying your fractional second delay on every action you do and have it be the death of you, whether you realize it or not. Yay. I, for one... Look forward to those arguments and shaking my head at them. That also being said, the Note 20, which also was recently announced, is also going to be bringing 
Android app integration to Windows 10. So if you have a Note 20, you can just use the apps on the phone from your desktop. Which I'm willing to bet your thought process went something like this. Oh, come on. That's the stupidest thing I ever. Actually, wait a minute. Hmm. What could I do with that? Don't lie. That's the exact same train of thought you had. The exact same train of thought. And I'm not going to lie. I still don't have an answer. It would be basically for the only, like the first thing that popped in my head would first be curious things like if I were to play, say, a mobile game on my Windows 10 machine, would it still use the same data as the phone would? Would it pull new data? I'm curious. Hmm. But let's actually get into the hardware that Samsung actually promised. Or actually showed us. First up, we're actually going to talk about the one they talked about the least. The Galaxy Z Fold 2. Why does it have a Z in its name? I don't know. I legitimately do not know why it's called the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Here's what I can tell you. It's everything we expected because it was pretty much leaked in full. It only has 5G. It has the same foldable glass as the... uh, as the Z Flip. It's got the hole punch in the middle of the right hand half of the screen. So it's at kind of this weird one quarter, three quarter quarters mark at the top of the screen. Why? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just shove it in the corner like they did on the S20 or the S10. The front of the phone, when it's closed, now has its own full screen display, which also has a hole punch camera in the middle of it. It does have a triple camera array on the back. It has no headphone jack, therefore it's automatically dead to me. One thing I don't know, how durable is that foldable screen? I really do want to know, how durable is it? Because keep in mind, so far, the track record of foldable screens has been permanent damage caused by fingernails. Oh, boy. Well. We'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, no price has been given yet. Probably because it would literally cause all of our hearts to stop. Samsung also revealed the Galaxy Tab S7 and S7 Plus. 
where Samsung pretty much basically said, yeah, we're copying Apple. What about it? I, I want you to imagine. Imagine for me an iPad Pro with no Apple logo on the back and instead had a kind of design accent coming off the camera bump off the back down one side of it and ran Android yeah that's it that's what it is it basically blatantly copied the iPad Pro no word on how durable it is. I actually would be very curious, especially since the iPad Pro is hilariously fragile. Pricing for this device starts at ba ba da ba da ba da ba da. Wow, Samsung does not actually show the price on their own press release page holy cow where is the price they literally do not say on their own page what the heck i vaguely recall that um during the press release it was like 800 dollars or something like that it's not cheap for an Android tablet. That much is for certain. But hey, 10,000 milliamp battery in there. Yay. Oh, and uh, you get four months free of YouTube Premium for some reason. Seriously, where is the price? This is driving me nuts. How does Samsung not have a price on their own page? Oh my lord. That really should tell you something there. Samsung also revealed the Galaxy Buds Live, which we also saw a leak of weeks before it launched. These kidney bean shaped ear. <laughs> I almost called them ear pods. Uh, ear wireless earbuds apparently fit very snugly in your ears. I don't know. I don't have them in front of me. Hey Samsung, if you want to send me a uh, a set a set of these for me for me to t- test and and totally keep, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, I I totally be on board. But apparently, apparently they also feature active noise cancellation, better microphones. God, I'd hope they have better microphones. Their current Galaxy Buds that I currently own, the microphone is so bad. That if I have to take a call, I actually answer the phone like a normal human being. By actually holding the phone 
up to my ear. The microphone is hot garbage. And they are available in... You're going to love these color names, by the way. Mystic Black. Mystic White. And... Mystic Bronze. And these earbuds cost $170. (sighs) Oh, boy. The Samsung also revealed their latest version of their smartwatch. The Samsung... I think they just call it the Samsung Watch 3. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. The Galaxy Watch 3. And these suckers start at $250. What's that? You want to know what feature it has? It has a better heart scanner. It it has like that EKG feature that the, uh, the Apple Watch has had. That's the only noteworthy feature. The rest is just like, oh, it's had that. Oh, hey, look, you can message people with it. Oh, you you could before? Oh, yeah. It can track your sleep. Oh, yeah, it did that before. It has always on display. Oh, wait, it had that before. It has thinner bezels. Oh, okay. It can control your music. Oh, wait, it did that before. Oh, it can help you find your phone. Oh, wait, it did that before. You can get a 4G version that that can take calls for you. Oh, wait, they, they had a version of that before. You know what I noticed isn't mentioned? Oh, never mind. It actually is. It actually is listed. It is IP68 rated. That's good. Because the one I have has no water resistance rating. And guess what? After cracking it open to figure out what was wrong with it, I found out it was water corrosion. Yay. Granted, I also went swimming with it, but it was also advertised you could swim with it. All right, let's actually talk about the Note 20. This was by far... The biggest disappointment in the entire Galaxy Unpacked event. So let's actually start. Let's start with the positives. All right. There are two versions of this. The Galaxy Note 20 and the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. Oh, boy. The Note 20 It actually turns out the Oh wait, no, there we go, there we go, never mind, never mind The Note 20 I mean, it's it's big It's very big, it's very impressive It has three cameras on it But here's the biggest thing to take away from it Alright 
high refresh rate screen, high resolution screen. You have to pick one or the other. You can't do both at the same time for whatever reason. Same thing on the Ultra. The Note 20 is $1,000. We're not too surprised by that. Disappointed, but we're not too surprised by that. And, um... Well, I mean, the Note 20 sits at 6.7 inches, which is massive. But for $1,000, I cannot begin to tell you how disappointed I am to find out that the back of the phone is made of plastic. $1,000 for a plastic phone. The frame is made of metal, sure, but it's plastic. You're going to pay four digits for a phone that is going to scratch like nobody's business. What? And then the Ultra. The Ultra gives you, first off, that crazy overkill optical periscope camera that the S20 Ultra has. That one does have a glass back. And that one has a 6.9 inch screen. And that one starts at $1,299. But at least... The Note 20 Ultra does have expandable storage. The Note 20 does not. Oh yeah, and if you were hoping that a headphone jack existed on this... (laughs) No. No. No, there there is no... uh... There is no headphone jack. I I, I don't understand what is wrong with Samsung right now. I really don't. They really do expect people to pay more than people do for an iPhone. Like, that's what slays me right now. High-end Android phones cost more than the flagship iPhone right now. And granted, the flagship iPhone doesn't have the 120 hertz display. And it doesn't have a crazy periscope camera that's really gimmicky but is that really enough to justify $1,300? Really?
I cannot begin to tell you how disappointed I am in Samsung. But hey, at the very least, they, they want to justify their price by saying, we will give you updates on your devices for three gen- generations. Starting with the Note 20. For three generations! So for three years, you'll get software updates on your phones. Yay! No, oh, I, I guess that's worth it then. I mean, I guess it kind of is. A thousand dollars over two years versus thirteen hundred over three. Mathematically, that's better. That's still a hard pill to swallow. And I still really, really, really hate it. But don't worry. There is hope. Gentlemen, I present with you the phone that has been rumored for quite some time. The Pixel 4a. A 5G enabled plastic phone from Google that has an edge-to-edge screen. It has, granted, a single camera, but it's a very good camera. A very respectable camera. One that competes with the iPhone's camera. It even has a headphone jack. It even has a fingerprint reader, granted, on the back of it, but it has a fingerprint reader. You know what's even crazier? Guess how much this phone costs? A lot of you will guess this because it's been talked about a lot. $349. My wallet has hope! It can be saved. Oh, oh man, it can happen! We can actually, like, keep money? We can actually have, like, a respectable phone? And I don't have to buy earbuds that cost almost $200? What year is this? Oh, yeah. It's 2020. The year where everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Except for this phone! I cannot stress how much I am glad that this phone at this price exists. Didn't you just rip a a plastic phone? Didn't you just say the Note 20 is an insult to you because it's plastic? Yeah, for the price that I could get the Note 20 for, I could get this, an OtterBox case, 
Heck, and some wireless earbuds. A couple pairs of wireless earbuds because I'll lose the first pair and a set of good wired headphones. And probably a couple burgers afterwards, too. Why not? All for the same price as the Note 20 and a laptop. Probably. Probably not a new one, though. I'm just glad that there is hope. There is also hope for more competition in the foldable phone market, the market that no one wants. Google is going to be working on a foldable Pixel phone for the year 2021. All right, quick chat. Who's excited for this? Raise your hand if you want this. No, didn't think so. Look, 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 look. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this plainly. Google. Screen durability. Let, let, let's all cl- let's all clap like those like those stupid tweets that nobody likes anymore. Screen durability. Because the last thing we want is to spend over a thousand dollars on a foldable phone and then have your fingernail be able to cause permanent damage. just saying that is a deal breaker oh yeah speaking of uh, Google related things Google is sending out a uh, complicated privacy email that basically says that hey all automatic audio recordings are going to be turned off by default on all your Google Nest related devices that are powered by the Google Assistant. And now if you'd want to help with that, you'd have to opt in to being spied on. To be clear, this is not an oopsie letter. This is a we are ending a program letter. But if you want us to keep spying on you, you can opt in. Okay, note to self, uh, opt in with a dummy email and just moan awkwardly into all devices hooked up to that email. Just absolutely flood that engineer's inbox with nothing but terrible, awkward, freaking terrible recordings. On that Nest device. No, better yet, I should just do that. But then just like badly voice act into it. Just like, just like terrible like Mickey Mouse impressions. Or, or Goofy impressions. Or Monokuma impressions. Oh, God. What terrible things could I... Could I ruin a uh, Google engineer's inbox with? The possibilities are all terrible and shouldn't be done. To continue our trend of Google news, the whole concept of the Google Pay project to take on Apple Pay has got 
six more partners on board. Including Bank Mobile, BBVA, USA, BMO Harris. Oh boy, BMO Harris, man, that that's a bank I love. We're not on speaking terms with BMO Harris. Coastal Community Bank, First Independent Bank, and SEFCU. An acronym that seemed way easier to say than it actually was. They are they are joining Citibank and SFCU on the project. Doesn't this already beat out what Apple has? Because I want to say Apple only has... Oh, God, I forgot the one bank that Apple has for their Apple Pay credit card. Then again, that's just what powers the credit card. I don't know... If other banks are just partnered on for the actual Apple Pay aspect of it, then that's probably a bigger list. In any case, Google Pay could be big soon in the year 2525, assuming man is still alive, and also assuming that GeForce Now is still alive. But it's okay. GeForce Now will automatically sync with your Steam library. This means now there will no longer be a need to scroll through to find compatible games with GeForce Now. They will just automatically sync and all will be well. You will then be able to find out automatically that every single game you have is not compatible with GeForce Now. Now, all joking aside, GeForce Now is getting there. I personally wouldn't use GeForce Now just because I'm a giant nerd and I'd rather if I'm going to go ahead and use a cloud gaming service, I'd rather make my own cloud gaming service. Be my own gaming cloud. Uh, I mean, GeForce Now is actually, you know, better than Stadia, like someone in the chat said. Nah, I'd still rather make my own personal cloud because I'm that much of a crazy lunatic. That being said, I don't recommend you do that. I'd recommend just have a gaming computer like a normal person. Like, maybe you should go get a gaming computer like this computer, which brings us to the last burb, the last story of the day, and the strangest story of the day. This amazing, magical portable computer I'd I'd call it a laptop it technically could be on your lap but I wouldn't recommend it this thing that I am trying to find who the heck was the lunatic that made this is a portable computer that really is designed to be a workstation. It is a computer the size of a large briefcase that is able to hold a Ryzen Threadripper 3990X. 
a 64 core CPU and would only cost you the low, low price of $8,000. This article from PC Gamer still does not say who the heck is making this monster. Media Workstation. There we go. Media Workstations is the lunatic that is making this. Now, unfortunately, it it doesn't say what your GPU options are. I imagine it's pro- you're probably going to be limited to a single GPU. And, well, I mean, you could do it. But you know what's even crazier? You know what's even crazier? <laughs> As someone in the chat just pointed out, because they're looking at this at the same time I am. That is not the craziest thing they could do. There is a dual epic processor option. You could have a portable 128 core version of this abomination of a portable computer that I'm willing to bet weighs 60 pounds. Oh, man. The biggest downside, though, as someone else in the chat noticed, it uses an ASRock motherboard. And unfortunately, ASRock, as of late, has not had the greatest reputation for durability. But, you know, at least it got the cost down-ish. TM. I mean, it kind of did. Sort of. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Please, I encourage you to check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing. We're really trying to get that the that sucker to actually get up there with the viewership of Eagle Eyes on Tech. That airs daily at 4 a.m. You can find that pretty much at every single podcasting platform there is Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, which is cha- changing faces, but it'll still still be up there. Stitcher, literally everywhere. And check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Take care, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Okay, okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. You get the briefcase supercomputer in a can with the two two epic processors, right? We swap out the motherboard for, you know, for, for you know, the, the $800 or so 
you're only adding eight hundred dollars to your ten thousand dollar purchase anyway, right? We load up a Titan RTX in there, and bam! Ultimate streaming platform. Ooh, ooh, or better yet, or better yet, we go ahead and hook up some external GPUs, and this thing could be you could you could have like eight people game on this thing at the same time the only downside is they'd all need to bring their own monitor it's brilliant i tell you it's brilliant oh wait ten thousand dollars is a lot of money Ah, eh, forget it i'll just go go build my own computer at Facebook, we continue to take critical steps to better secure our platforms, including more than tripling safety and security teams to 35,000 people and partnering with security researchers, other tech companies, and law enforcement. What's next? We support updating internet regulations to address today's challenges and hold companies, including Facebook, accountable for preventing election interference, protecting people's privacy, and enabling safe and easy data portability between platforms. Learn more at about.fb.com regulations.